Blog Talk Radio.
everyone, and welcome. Thank you, thank you for tuning in. This is T-Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a certified reconnective healing practitioner, sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Our chat room is open, so feel free to join that discussion. We do keep an eye on the chat room. If you have a question, go ahead and post it. We'll do our best to get your question on air. As an alternative, for those of you who are on the go and you simply cannot continue to listen online, you may call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227, and that way you can listen via phone or please, please use your Bluetooth if you are driving about. Tonight we're talking about how to achieve our highest human potential with the help and guidance of our loved ones in spirit. We're kind of going back to the basics. You know, for those who are just beginning their spiritual path, you're going to gain great insight. And for those who are well along the way, well, sometimes we need reminders by way of going back to the basics so that we can renew, refresh, rejuvenate, and regain clarity of mind so that we can move a bit further along our journey. You know, sometimes we forget that keeping things simple works best and we allow our intellectual selves to get in the way of our own spiritual evolution. And right now, with all of the energy that everyone is feeling, it is so difficult sometimes to just stay in that place of groundedness. So we all know we're feeling this impact, and we'll talk a little bit about that too as we go through the evening. My guest is Cheryl Glick, author of Life is No Coincidence, The Life and Afterlife Connection, as well as the book that we're going to be discussing tonight, The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love. Now, Cheryl is a certified Reiki master teacher, an energy healer, and spiritual medium who offers individual and group sessions teaching healing and spiritual intuitive psychic techniques for personal development. She is a member of the International Association of Reiki Professionals, as well as a longtime hospice volunteer. Cheryl is also the host of Healing from Within, an internet radio show on Web Talk Radio and Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. So Cheryl and I have an awful lot in common, so this should be a really good discussion. Good evening, Cheryl. I really want to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you being this evening? I am being fine, and thank you for that <laughs> lovely introduction. And I, I, well, I like the words you said. We, we are here to remember who we are as spiritual beings having a physical life and to know we are never alone and always loved. And you alluded to that. And that comes that. across in your book. Yeah, your book is big on that. It comes across very well because that, I think, is really getting back to the basics. People forget. Yes. We tend to forget because the pressures of the physical world and the challenges we go through in order for us to remember love and co- compassion and our inner essence, in order to remember that, we have to have these challenges and these life experiences. And that's what life's all about, growing, growing into our soul maturity. It's beautiful I the have, way you described I it. Have to ad- it is, I, but I have to admit, I'm not so keen on the challenges. <laughs> <laughs> As many people tell me when I say to them, oh, they say, oh, oh, another happening, another block on the way. And I say, it's just another block for you to climb over and to, to be better as a result of it. In the end, there is no good or bad. There is just love and eternal energy. And we do survive this experience and our consciousness and everything we take with us goes into another dimension of learning and creation. So there's nothing to really be afraid of. 
And that's what we have to work on conquering, the fear of the physical world. It's a beautiful world. It is a beautiful world. I think some people have a fear, though, that if they don't, and in, in, I'm going to say this the way that they say it to me, if they don't get it right, because I, like you, believe there is no right or wrong, if they don't get it right, they're going to have to come back and do it all over again with the same people and go through the same stuff. That's a big fear. Well, it won't be the same because every minute we're changing, energy's changing, creation is changing, and even if we're doing it again, Having relationships with people that we've been with before, we will have different roles. It's like a play. The play goes on for just so long, and then it's time for the actor to go into another role. So it's sort of Mm. like that, and it's always exciting. It's exciting (laughs) to meet people and see them in new ways and love them perhaps in a different way. Even before, if we couldn't love them in some time or place, maybe in another time and place we can. Wouldn't that be great? Right. It would be great, but we, unfortunately we don't remember all of that. If we did, our brains would just be so full of stuff we wouldn't be able to handle our own lives and do what we need to do now because it would carry everything over. But I think there's a great fear of hurt. Don't yes. you? Lack, yeah. lack of trust. Betrayal. Yeah, not having enough on the physical plane to survive. And because of that, many people make choices out of fear, not out of love. Now, there are only two emotions, and everything is a variation of those two mm-hmm. emotions, which are love and fear. So we mm-hmm. must try to remember when we're going into a fearful state that this is quite possibly an illusion of the mind, but not of our energy system, not of our soul, not of the reality of our higher life purpose. And I know it means just focusing and changing the perception. And it takes practice. It also takes being with people who, like you and I, are talking about these things. So we can Mm -hmm. have a spiritual counselor. So we can have a mentor. So we can have a friend who just stands by our side when we go through this. And sometimes in the silence, without even saying too, too much, we feel that support and we draw on that courage in our heart. It's there. It's always been it there. It'll always be there. We just need to, again, I'm going to say remember and, and draw on it. And I'm not saying it's easy, but our mm-hmm. choices are whether to do that or whether to go into a lower state of negativity, which will eventually cause many problems for us physically, emotionally, and in our relationships. And then we'll have to take personal responsibility and say, well, you know, I have a great deal to do with what's happening here. I can't keep blaming my parents or my friends or my children or my work situation. It keeps happening again and again, and I must take responsibility and see what I can change about myself so that perhaps I can create a different pattern and a different uh, reality as a result of my thinking. And Mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to help people realize they do need to be responsible, and they are creating and manifesting their life, and it is all about the energy of thought, right? Yeah, absolutely, and it's funny because people will say, well, you know, I, I want to do it the way you do, and I'll say, do you, do you really think that life is perfect? Because I have mentors too. I mean, we all do. I mean, I'm, you know, I can talk to people when they come in for a session or whatever, but they kind of look to us as though, well, you know what to do and you're doing it right all the time. No, not all the time. We're all works in progress. You know, you try as hard as you can. Yeah, yeah. 
And in, mm-hmm. and in my book, The Living Spirit, I describe that no one is perfect. What would mm-hmm. we do if we were perfect? What we, would we do if we were in a state of living where there was nothing happening that we could change about ourselves, that we could grow from, that we could learn? It would be quite probably boring. We'd yeah, I'd be bored out of my actually. mind. Yeah, I would. Yeah, <laughs> me, I couldn't. Yeah. Me, me <laughs> I couldn't take it. So we, yeah. So we. This is this is what life's about: sharing, communicating, laughing, not taking ourselves so seriously. And that's what we have to help everybody around do, to start to reflect it, on the goodness of ourself within us and how to bring it out so everybody can sort of bask in the sun and the energy of love and compassion and joy. We're here to have a good life. Suffering is not an option. It is something people choose because they don't mm-hmm. know how to choose anything else. Right? That's right. We oh, want absolutely. Them to choose something else. We want them to make good choices, but to make good choices, what do they need to have? They need to have right. hope. They need to have gratitude. They need to have courage, and they need to have respect for themselves. You know, they talk. We talk about self-love, unconditional mm-hmm. love. What What really is that? It's really just being able to go with the punches and climb those challenges, and still know we're okay, and we will always be okay. Not perfect. No, never right. perfect. But, but okay, good enough the way we are. Yeah. In accepting that and also knowing that, you know, cut people some slack because we don't know what's going on in their life and why they're doing the things they're doing, but we all have issues and they're dealing with theirs in the best way possible. But the fact that we are all connected, your own level, your own vibration, your own positive thinking and what you put out there is helping everyone, even the people who are at the lowest of lows. So if we try to like wrap your brain around that and remember every thought you put out and every deed that you do is affecting every single person, every living creature on this planet, that kind of helps, I think. Well, I'm going to tell you a story here about that, how strong that, that concept is that you just said. One day, years ago, in my office, uh, there was someone who was undermining, undermining many of the people and creating lots of sabotage, so to put it, and scenarios that were very unpleasant. And as an intuitive, I was aware of what was happening. And I just tried to stay in my own space, and and I tried to send good thoughts and love. Uh, But she wasn't changing, right? And it was going on and on. And one one day, one day, one of the people there who worked there was so upset, she 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 was crying, and and then two other women were involved in the energy because, as she just said, we all feel the energy of something mm-hmm. very loving or something very negative. And I actually started to, to, to shake because I'm an empath, and the energy mm-hmm. throughout the building was just so strong. So I went into my room, and I sat down, and I cried. I cried mm-hmm. because it had been going on for so long, and I didn't know how to help this situation and all the people involved. And all of a sudden, in my... I was in meditation, and all of a sudden, there was a religious figure, a woman, at my side. I'm a medium. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she very lovingly said to me, I am sorrow, sorry for your sorrow, and it will be taken out of your hands. 
And I wasn't quite sure what that meant. Hmm. But I guess it means to allow, accept, and surrender, do our best, and try to be calm through what is so traumatic for us. And things did change. It took a few more years. But I stayed in my state of, how can I say, my state of balance, my state yep. of love. I, I, was, I was not going to allow that energy to suck me in and to act and react and to engage or talk in words that were not instinctively good for my soul and my positive growth. So right. that's what I want people to remember. If they meditate, if they ask for help from a higher dimension, we'll be given. There is no time and space, so things have to work out the way they work out. And calmer and the way people are interacting with each other also sometimes doesn't happen instantly. But if we hope for the best, everyone will eventually move to different states of living together or not living together, being separated from each other. Eventually, relationships come and go. Mm-hmm. So there are reasons for that too, good reasons, because we have new opportunities to meet new people who might vibrate at our uh, level and who might help us to go to the next level. You know, it's, it's all about growth. It's all about change. It's all about acceptance. And it's all about really in the end knowing that people are doing what they have to do according to their life plan And as you said earlier, what has happened to them in this life or lives before this or, you know, in time before this, in energy before this, wherever we have been, we bring it with us. And it's always part of us. And we don't always know what, what those things are. And sometimes we can figure them out and the lessons that we need to still break through and and grow from that's probably the most difficult thing when you just don't know when you've lost all hope when you're thinking I've been patient enough it's been long enough when is it my turn all those questions that people have and it is a case of patience which is so difficult sometimes when you feel like you suffered enough and you're right suffering is not an option but it does occur and probably one of the greatest things that, that is in your book, and of course I'm a firm believer in it because I do the same work you do, is that if people came in when they're feeling that way and had an energy therapy session, they would feel a whole lot better and they would become more aligned and balanced. You calibrate your body, you're in harmony, and you're able to, to get yourself out of it a lot quicker so that you're not going down that rabbit hole, and, you know, and it, it, that vortex of energy that's just so horrible and spiraling you down. I think sometimes people don't realize that. But isn't it wonderful that now, in today's world, that energy therapy is so hugely accepted, you know, across all aspects of medicine, including conventional. I, I think that's wonderful that, you know, now it's something that's found in hospitals and it's been taught at Harvard for at least 15 years that I know of. So, you know, all kinds of things are happening with that. So people are becoming more and more aware of it and are willing to accept it as part of their growth. You must be seeing that in your practice as well. I am, and thank you very much for saying that because that is the key to the future, and that is the key to healing on a multidimensional level because healing is not just about the symptoms and curing the body. Healing is about the soul, the mind, the body, the emotions, and the recognition, again, of who we are and how uh, we are connected to dimensions beyond here and lives and how nothing is random 
And you're right. It will come in, and they start to learn about their energy points, which are as important, maybe more important than the physical body, <laughs> the, the, the chakras, the energy wheels right. that hold all of our life issues and our aura, which reflects all of what we are here to learn, our life plan and what we're going through. If people learn to think in these terms of energy, and if they come in and they lie on a table with an energy healer and they are able to relax their body, their body is able to reach balance, harmony, and self-heal. And by self-healing, I mean come back to that level of peace in the heart, which is that connection to spirit. And we are part of spirit. We are each the divine sparks of this universal energy. And when a person is on my table and they open their eyes and I see that light in their eyes and that peace and they, mm-hmm. they don't move for a few minutes. They, they want to stay there because they have reconnected to their own source of joy and they know themselves, they know themselves as children, they know themselves as, at where they are now in their life, and sometimes they know what they want to do in the future or what's coming up because they've had that time to let go of everybody else's opinions and input and to be really in touch with the source, their own inner source and wisdom and intuition, which is that connection also uh, Our intuition is a sense beyond the physical world and is this spiritual thread of connection to this divine energy, and they can feel it. So won't we hope that techniques like yoga and meditation will be introduced to our children at an earlier stage in the schools, in the colleges, high schools, colleges, you know, so it becomes such a natural part of our life. And for this, we need the help of the medical field. They, mm-hmm. they need to also be taught, as part of their training, the importance of the energy field. Now, I was just at um, Sloan Kettering yesterday. Mm-hmm. I have a family member who is being treated, and I have been researching different clinics that merge some chemo with other healing modalities because, yes, chemo has a place in 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 cancer care, but there Mm -hmm. are many other treatments that need to come in, and it's not always the right option. Of course, there's surgery, there's radiation, and there are doctors who are doing the wait and see before they go into the heavy-duty chemo. They're seeing if the body with other treatments can start to clear itself and respond before they put it into, you know, what's a heavy-duty situation to sometimes come back from. You understand what I'm saying. So I'm very uh, much aware now that everybody is trying their best. And, of course, you know, the medical community, they're used to doing things according to patterns, like all of us. As children, Mm -hmm. we learned patterns, and some of those patterns were not good for us. And it took us many, many years to realize how we were reacting and to change with great effort patterns Mm -hmm. that were not Uh, helping us live in a happy state and in a healthy state. So it's the same thing that's going on now in all our institutions, in the economic structures, in the political structures, 
uh, in the health fields, in the educational fields. There is much change going on and much needed change, and it's going to happen. I don't know how long all this will right. happen, but at the, at the beginning you were also talking about uh, the change, the energy, the way that we're mm. all feeling so much more now and we're all so much more, more aware. Not all of us. Yeah. There's still some people who will reject this as hokey-pokey or woo-woo uh, mm-hmm. ideas, but many, many more people are aware of it. And it's there in all the television shows that are coming out, in all the movies in all the books that we have access to. Years ago, people were afraid to talk like you and I are talking. People Mm -hmm. were afraid to admit that they were a medium and could go into a state and download information about a person that was so accurate and so helpful. They wouldn't. So, you know, when I started to do Reiki, I thought that was my role, to help people relax, do the energy healing session, and to help their bodies heal through this uh, deep relaxation and also through their desire to want to heal. But then when I started to receive messages and my next Reiki teacher had an unfoldment group where I went and I saw they were all giving messages, I said, what am I doing here? I think I'm just a Reiki practitioner. Well, that night I got a few messages for other people and I could feel it. I could feel something in my body, and I said it. And I could see something in my inner thoughts, and I said it. And I could hear a song, and I said it. And the people cried because it was so meaningful. It was either something from a relative of theirs in spirit, or it was a situation they were dealing with with great difficulty. And it gave them a way to know they were all right. They didn't have to be perfect, and they were going to be all right because someone else knew and felt what they felt as, you know, an empath and medium. So I think it's a beautiful gift, and I think many of us can develop this. I certainly Mm -hmm. didn't know I could do that. And uh, and when I did find out, my teacher said to me, I said, oh, maybe I'm a little intuitive once in a while. And she said, look, Cheryl, you're a medium, and you have to you know, use your abilities to help others and to develop and to write your book. Mm-hmm. And I followed and I followed through on it. And there were people who were not happy about it in my family, in my work <laughs> circles. And, and you know, when I would say, oh, I remember one saying, oh, I'm a medium. And they said, well, I'm a large. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm, I'm a <laughs> So that was kind of funny, but maybe that was a way to to take the edge off something that was scary. Yeah, for them. And I don't find it, I don't find for them. I don't find it scary at all. I find it no. the way we need to communicate, and we all have this sixth sense. We're all sensory beings, and we're all able to uh, tap into our own needs physically and emotionally. And the first step is to begin to conquer our childhood fears, our worries, things that we didn't think we could even attempt to do. Just try, you know, if you want to go in a kayak, and before this you were afraid to go on the water because your mother said, oh, you'll drown. So put a life jacket on and go with a friend and try an experience that you weren't, that you didn't think you could do before. 
and you will find such joy in releasing that fear that was not even your own, but it was given to you by someone else. So um, that's what I encourage us to do. And myself, and myself, I have many situations that I grew up with that uh, still pop into my reality, my physical mm-hmm. reality anyhow, and I laugh. I said, oh, I'm not going there. I don't think so. Delete that. <laughs> you know, right, on any right. given day. On any given day, 50% of the information or messages or thoughts that come into our head are fearful fearful or negative. And you know what I do? I laugh. And I say, I'm not Mm. going there. I'm not engaging that. Delete. And then we go on and wait wait for something else to come. Sure, because we're constantly in a state of flux. We're always changing. Nothing's going to last forever. This too shall pass. You know, and when once you realize that, it kind of helps me anyway to get through things. It's like, okay, well, this will pass because that means the good stuff will too, but you need to savor those and cherish those moments and then just realize on the moments that aren't so great, okay, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. I see it over there. I'm going to step over it, across it, around it. I am not going down it, you know, and just really. Well, you know, <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, when I, a long time ago, maybe 15 years ago, when I was a material girl, not Madonna, but you know, but but a material girl of the material world, and people would talk about some of these things, I would go, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, that's that's a little much for me, you know. But then I started to have some experiences, and then I, uh, the first one was my grandfather, uh, who came to me in what I thought was a dream, but it was really a spiritual visitation. And I couldn't hear him, yet I knew what he said to me. He said, you have to write something for your father. And the next day I got a call from my mom that my father had passed. Mm. So I wrote his eulogy. But I couldn't, I had no training. I had no religious training. I had no spiritual training. All I did was have a curiosity. And I remember in college uh, being very interested in philosophy and, yes, religion but not mm-hmm. religion in sense of the structure or the rules, because I'm a bit of a rebel myself, and, 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 and rules, <laughs> rules stop people, separate people from finding mm-hmm. their own creativity and their way forward. So I always knew that was wrong, but I just didn't know why. And in coming to understand energy, in coming to understand life is not random, and we are not alone, and there are loved ones in spirit, guides, teachers, angels, call them what you will. There mm-hmm. is a divine source, a creative source that is working with us, allowing us the free will to create what we want and to have the, uh, let's say, failures that we must in order to succeed uh, in the next step we take. So failure is not really bad just like nothing is good or bad. It's just the way for us to learn. So right. um, it's only about opening up our mind and hearts, really being open-minded. So when someone says something to you, and even to me nowadays, knowing all this, sometimes someone will say something to me uh, that doesn't resonate in my standing, let's say, my mindset or my heart set, I will still not say anything negative to them. 
I will say I have to really give it some thought because I'm not perceiving, uh, you know, how you're entertaining that thought or seeing that. I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to tell them that <laughs> their thinking is wrong because their thinking mm-hmm. might not be wrong for them and their purpose right. and their karma and what they have to experience. So I have learned to be quiet where I used to, to quiet my opinions. I came from a very um, sort of opinionated home. <laughs> you know, my father was a podiatrist and my mother was a legal secretary. And there were ways to do things, this way or that way, right or wrong. And so I grew up with some of that thinking. And I have worked very hard. And I continue to work very hard uh, to take some of that processing and allow it to drift away like a layer of myself that no longer works. Like, you know, our skin is constantly rejuvenating and regrowing itself, and so are we in our attitudes and our beliefs. But not so much beliefs, in our knowing. You know, beliefs are of the mind, but in our Mm -hmm. knowing truth that is in the heart. Yeah. So we talk about all this. In the living spirit, I try to relate all these ideas through stories, through other people's stories and through examples because people really can learn more through a story than they can through just ideology. And people suffering from illness or grief over the death of loved ones or these insurmountable challenges that life presents, uh, they need to have a lightness. They need to hear a story, perhaps. They need to tap into music so they can feel that love coming back and so they can cry and release that. And we have to allow them to do that. That hasn't always been easy for me because I try to be strong. I don't try to go into to that uh, feeling because I know the truth that we survive physical death. So when other people are suffering so much, I, I try to be strong so that they see it'll be all right. But sometimes you have to cry with them also. Yeah. If they need that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know something. when I'm in a hospice situation, I know that they look to me to be the one that's going to be real with them because other people are, you know, saying, well, when you come home, and it's like they're not going home, you know, and they'll ask me direct questions and I will give them direct answers. And, you know, when you're being given I refer to it as being downloaded information. When you're channeling this information that you're getting, sometimes you don't, most of the time, for me anyway, there is no filter. These words are just coming out because spirit knows how it needs to be delivered to the person as far as the way it works with me when I'm doing any kind of energy healing with someone. And oftentimes people will say when they're meditating or they're trying to think something, think something through, they'll say, well, I had this thought. And I'll say, okay, what was the thought? And for me, when a thought comes in and it's so quick, but you get the whole story with this one thought that took maybe a fraction of a second, but within that thought to explain it to someone, it may take five minutes. That's when you're having a soul thought. If it's a personal thought, you're kind of, and you you do the distinction in your book between these two. The personal thought is when you're really immersing yourself in your intellect and you're, you know, you're, you're kind of mincing the words and you get, you know, you can't do that. It's the soul thought is like, it comes in almost as a bam and in within seconds you get, you know, a dissertation. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh yes, absolutely. And I talk about that in my book and and that story I just told you with my grandfather when he said to me, 
write something for your father. That was Mm -hmm. a soul thought. He was a soul and spirit, and he came because he knew I was going to be wounded by the loss of my father, even though he had been sick for a long time. And in the book, I give a very small uh, story where I'm driving in the car, and all of a sudden a thought goes into my head, pick up Caroline's cake. And I mm-hmm. realized I had ordered a cake. It was her birthday. It was my job. And if I had gotten to the office, I would have just had to turn around and I would have been discombobbled. And so mm-hmm. they helped me. Spirit helped me, whoever it was, whether it was a relative of mine, whether it was an angelic force, whether it was a higher vibrational being, a spiritual teacher. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. We're all getting those insights. That is intuition. That is the connection we're talking about here uh, that mm-hmm. is beyond the physical world and is a threat to the, to the, uh, to the higher world. Yeah? And you were talking having... about hospice. Yeah, you were yes. talking about hospice and being um, truthful and to mm-hmm. give um, the story that must be relayed so that people can begin to deal with what's happening. And I have a story of Sabrina in my book who was Mm -hmm. uh, suffering from pancreatic cancer. She was 42 years old. And uh, I bumped into someone on the boardwalk who said to me, you're a medium. And I said, why do I look like a medium? Why did she say that to me? So she says, well, there's something about your energy or something. She sensed something. Well, maybe someone had mentioned something to her about me. I don't really know. But she did say that to me. And then she said to me in the next breath, I have a friend who's very sick. Would you go to the home to do a Reiki session for her? And um, I did. And this girl, Sabrina, even studied Reiki one, so she was able to give herself Reiki through the chemo Mm -hmm. and through some of the, the challenges she had in that illness. And when I was with her in the hospital at the end, she asked me if she'd be all right. And she wanted to hear that she was going to stay here. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I said to her, this came, I channeled this, and it came out so sweetly and beautifully. And I said to her, you're going to be healthy and beautiful and with people you love. And everything mm-hmm. is going to be fine, and you are going to be all right. And she smiled at me. I don't know if she caught drift of, you know, that mm-hmm. I was talking that she was going to be uh, in spirit soon. But she right. smiled, and I gave her Ricky, and her son was there, and um, I gave him some messages which I had brought to the hospital because I had done a reading before I got there for her, mm-hmm. but they were all me- all messages for the son, it turned out. Mm. And so he could start to get a handle on where she would be and, and how she would be around and how sensitive people can tap into this field if needed or if wanted maybe is a better word if somebody requests us to do it, because I don't do it unless I'm requested by someone, because otherwise I'd be interrupting someone's privacy. Right, right. And in a thought. You know, and it's funny because people will say, well, can you heal me? Can you cure me? And I'll say to them, do you want to be healed or do you want to be cured? And they'll be like, what do you mean? And I'll say, well, just because you're cured doesn't mean you're healed. 
There's a difference between the two. You can cure an illness, but to truly heal is at a totally different level. And besides, I don't do that, never have, never will. You do that. It's the energy coming through that is working on you, and your body knows how to heal itself, and it knows what to do. But sometimes in the healing, it means the person passes on, just like with Sabrina. That was her healing. She was healed. Yeah, yeah. She might not have been cured, but she was healed, and that... That's a beautiful thing, actually. And people say, how can you say that's a beautiful thing? Because they're not suffering anymore. Because this was their journey. They just journey don't because... understand. No. Yeah. They don't understand yeah. death. The Western concept right. of death, that we're losing yep. something, that there's nothing else. But in the true concept of the eternal energy, when you think of a circle, there is no end. It is only continuous right. beginnings. And talking about multidimensional healing, yes, well, what is that? Healing is a process. It's not only limited to one person, but it's also a universal healing because we're all affected by each other. And there are people there who are learning above us in spirit, who are learning from our experiences. So a holistic view of self, ourself, and others means not merely ridding the body of symptoms or illness, but coming to a higher view discovering our soul and our inner needs and developing qualities of love and compassion and integrity and gratitude and beauty and everything else that's part of our soul. So actually, it's really multidimensional healing is a love of life. And by that, I mean life, life here and life beyond here. Isn't that a good thought? It absolutely is, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely, it is a great thought. I mean, I have a totally different feeling about death than most people do, I think, because my feeling is like you. Hey, they're still here. I remember when my sister-in-law passed away. Uh, I have a friend who's a medium. You know, we all, when you're in this work, you have a whole bunch of friends who are mediums and psychics and everything. So one of them said yes. to me, you know, your, your sister-in-law is around. She's there to help you. And I said, really? Because unless she's going to pick up a vacuum or rake, I don't need the kind of help she's giving me right now. I need help with the physical world. She started laughing, and I thought that was really bad, but it was true at the time for me. You know, it was like, I don't need the kind of help she wants to give. I'm not asking for that kind of help. It was hysterical. But I really, you know, I really believe that they are around because too many times I feel it. I know it. I see them when I'm working on people. My people will come in sometimes. My family members will come in, and they'll be like, oh, okay, so-and-so is here. And people will say to me, you know, I felt the presence of, you know, like a female energy sort of because a lot of people will come in are – Everybody's intuitive. It's how much you flex the muscle. If you practice, you'll mm-hmm. be able to raise your awareness and do things. And I, I wanted to get to this before we run out of too much time here. There are three things that you want people to take away from reading your book, The Living Spirit. The first one is that we're divine soul beings interconnected to each other and to the universal energy that supports all of us. The second one is that life is not random. And throughout our lives, we are going to experience a series of what we call coincidences, but they're really not coincidental at all because that's spirit kind of whispering words of love and guidance into our ears. And the third one is that our loved ones in afterlife guide us to expand our understanding of our soul nature and our physical lives. Now, this is the one, this last one that I really want to drive home because our loved ones guide us. So many people think they're going to do things for us, but they can't change no, things. No, they no. can't make things no. happen. We, right. Pure guidance to help us. Right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, it might not even be guidance. It might just be support to mm-hmm. know that we're not alone, 
you know, and that we can expand beyond our fears and the limitations and challenges of our earlier life as children when certain belief systems or a socialization processes were given to us, which might not be at all viable anymore at this stage of our life and our development, and we need to let go of it. I remember my mother coming through a medium, a Swedish medium, when I was at an event in Toronto, and I didn't even know who she was talking about, but she said, I have this woman here. She describes herself as a friend to you, and she's about uh, 38, 40, and uh, she's saying that you have to let go of thinking with your head, and you have to use your heart. Think with your, feel, feel, no, feel with your heart, and you will be a medium. And I went, oh, I don't know what this is about, <laughs> you know, I don't know that, <laughs> I don't I don't, I don't think that. And then she held up a picture, and the picture was of my mother. Now, I have blue eyes, and my mother had brown eyes. I have fuller eyebrows, and she had these thin eyebrows. She had these little lines at her very thin lips. I have fuller lips. And I knew it was my mother, a younger version of my mother. But when she mm-hmm. was talking, I didn't know who was saying that until I saw the picture. And that was the picture on the first cover of my book, Life is No Coincidence, that was given to me by spirit, by my mother, who was actually saying to me, you will go forward and you will develop these skills and you will do the best to help yourself and others come to a higher level of acceptance of spirit and of love and of energy and of having one feet foot in the spiritual world and one foot in the physical world. And she did not think this way when she was alive. I do not believe that she had much knowledge uh, on these subjects. But you see, in spirit, she had a bigger view of my life and her life and creation itself. And she knew that I had the potential, but I needed to let go of the fears of my childhood where she might have said to me, oh, Cheryl, uh, you're just a sensitive child. We, we need to toughen you up. You need to be stronger. You need to let go of, you know, some of these ideas or sensitivities. So she knew now who I was as a spiritual mm-hmm. being and what my destiny was, and she was sort of giving me an okay. Okay, yes. Cheryl, you know, I'm proud of you, and you're going to do it, and you will do it, and I have done it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, yeah. I'm grateful to say to my, my relatives in spirit, thank you very much for your support. Thank you very much for your love. Thank you very much for the laughter I still have when they float in here and there, you know, with a little <laughs> word or message or remembrance. And it happens all the time in little ways, not in, uh, not in big ways. Sometimes it's just seeing a number. And I, mm-hmm. I know my dad's there, and sometimes it's seeing the dove waiting for me outside my front door because that is the message my mother said she would give me. And the dove right. doesn't even move from the little puddle. It sits, it's in the driveway, and it sits there, and it's not frightened and will not even move. So I observe the dove. We talk for a minute, and then when it's ready, it walks out of my path, and I drive <laughs> away. So it's like, it's like all these wonderful messages, but they bring in laughter. They bring in hope. They bring in fun, and we do. When I started this work, I must tell you, I was very serious. <laughs> I thought I was being given a very 
serious job here. And I, I, as a dutiful child in my family, good student, you know, good hard worker, good parent, you know, mother, yep. now grandmother, I, yep. I, I want to do my I always wanted to do my best, and maybe I thought I had to be perfect, but thank goodness I have let that go also. There's really nothing that I want to do except share life and joy and love and listen to those inspiring messages from spirit and talk as we're talking here honestly, quite honestly, uh, about possibilities, all the possibilities for everyone, for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I think what it, what I, I, I believe for me, what it comes down to is, you know, love is the key to everything. For me, love is a feeling of the soul. It's a remembrance of our divine essence. It's who we truly are because we're made of love. We come from love. We're here to give love and to receive love and, and quite frankly, to just be love. And then so many things flow better because you're opening yourself up and you will become more aware and you will get the messages that you need and you will feel the support from, you know, the people who have passed and you'll, you'll have a greater life because life is meant to be filled with joy and we're supposed to find joy and give joy. And if we accomplish those two things in our lifetime, then I think we're pretty much a success, you know, to give joy to yes. others and find joy for ourselves. Yeah. Um, but Cheryl, we're almost out of time. It is a game. It is a game. You're right. It is a game. <laughs> before, a game. We're almost on time. Before we say goodbye, I want you to tell everybody how can they can learn more about you and your work and how they can purchase, you know, this book, The Living Spirit, as well as your other book. Well, please go to my website, Cheryl Glick, that's Cheryl with an S, dot com. And I have all the guests from my radio show, Healing From Within, and their shows to listen to. I have a link to get to um, Amazon to buy the new book, The Living Spirit, or the other book, Life is No Coincidence. And uh, you can learn a great deal in the links. I have a lot of links and people that I have met over the years who share many of these ideas. So it's a great informational website. Of course, you can go to dreamvision7radio.com. And you can go to webtalkradio.net where I have shows. But on my website, you'll really be able to access it all. I will be doing book signings. I'll be at Namaste in New York on 14th Street. That will all be announced. I just had a book signing at the Javits Center. Uh, my publisher, Select Books, arranged that. And there will be many events like this today, which I'm very grateful to be uh, invited here to talk. And I guess that's the way to find me. Yes, and it, I went to the website. It's fabulous. There's, it's chock full of information, so you really need to check out the website. It's CherylGlick.com. That's S-H-E-R-Y-L-G-L-I-C-K.com. So write that down and, and, and check that out. There is so much there. It's a plethora of information. You'll just, you, you won't get out of it for a while, so make the time to do it because it's really cool. <laughs> I mean, it really is a wonderful site. You've got so much going on. And, uh, and the guests on the radio show, you know, she has wonderful guests on her show as well. So check out her show. Listen to it. Tune in. You never know what you're going to learn from someone. And you might hear the same thing over and over again, but sometimes it takes one person to say it in a just slightly different way, and you get it. So listen to her show. See who's on. And, you know, you never know what you're going to learn, but you know that you'll increase your own spiritual growth. So it's wonderful. Very well said, yes. Sometimes the voice, the tone, a word, a story, 
resonates yes. and, and brings out the truth of these messages that we're talking about today. Absolutely. And the book is so great because it is done in a story format. It's not academic, so you can read it, you can laugh at it, you can resonate with it, and you can say, oh, yeah, I can see how where this happened in my life. So make sure you go and check out the book as well, The Living Spirit, because you will learn an awful lot. It's great whether you're just starting out or for someone who's been on the journey for a long time because it will things will click and you'll say, oh, yes, I remember that. I need to continue to do that or I need to get back to doing that. So check that out. Um, Cheryl, thank you so much for sharing your time with all of us here tonight. It was truly a wonderful, wonderful to have you on the show. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. I hope you had a good time. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me. You are quite welcome. So listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I have to keep you apprised so you don't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link to this show that you just heard tonight to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you had so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place too on behalf of everyone here at energy awareness radio i'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening my name is t love and i hope you'll be back next wednesday at 6 p.m eastern time for another great show at energy awareness radio for more information about me please visit my website quantumwellness.org you'll find an archive list of past shows the lineup for upcoming shows as well as information about other upcoming events i'll be hosting throughout the year including some of my quartz crystal singing bowl concerts and if you're not in the area you can't make a concert you certainly can order my CD Imagine from the site as well. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. I got a roof over my head I got a warm place to sleep So that's all I will wake up Instead of counting When I remember how I got a family of friends.
Thank you. 